Welcome to Killing Time, hosted by two girls, one goth. And you know what? I kind of almost want to fast forward to the very end of this episode because before we started recording, Alexis was very excited about her poem today. And I can't wait. Okay, but whenever I do that, I bungle it. Like whenever I like pump everyone up for it, I will trip up in the middle of it. So I promise that even if I do that, I'll re-record it till it's perfect because I yeah. want it to really land. <laughs> But you know what? I never cut it out when you fuck up because I think it's endearing and cute. It is Thanks, endearing. Jack. <laughs> I do like it. Um, do we want to talk about what's on Patreon this week for anybody that was like on the fence of subscribing? Yeah, I think we should. Yes. So this week, I don't, you guys probably already forgot that we did this. We did a CrimeCon recap. Well, we I didn't, but Billy and Alexis pretty That's much right. recapped every step that they made at CrimeCon, like every detail that you could ever want, it's like we were all there. That's right. And I'm also um, putting a lot of other assets in uh, the Mm -hmm. Patreon, photos, videos, our panel that we did. I'm throwing that on there too. We're throwing the the bar tab we're going to put up there too. (laughs) Somebody else can pay it. Yeah, exactly. um, We haven't even talked about this, but Jared was telling me about how you acquired a video of your guys' entire panel, right? Yes. So I'm going to throw that on the Patreon too. So if you didn't make it to CrimeCon and wanted to see it, uh, it will be there. You can see Alexis walk up in all of her pants glory. Mm-hmm. And uh, we really, we we rocked the mic. And what I realized and found out when we were recording this episode is this was Alexis's first public speaking experience. And you guys were talking in front of like 3,000 people, which is fucking insane. It was my first public speaking like that. Yeah, like a big... Like, like on a stage. Yeah. <laughs> like since since high school, I haven't been on a stage, probably. <laughs> You're, I mean, I bet you fucking killed it. You're so good under, under pressure. You're such a good speaker. You guys know that case like inside and out. It's not... I'm sure you had to that prep was another, for it, but... Yeah, that was another thing too. It's just like when we... After we were... We, we timed it. We didn't even practice that much because we know the case so well, having worked yeah. on it for five years. and. We timed it perfectly. Like, you know, you have 50 minutes and then you have 10 minutes of Q&A. And we just like, we nailed it. Every yes. Everything that we wanted to hit, we hit. Yeah. Great. So you can go watch that on Patreon. That's so exciting. It'll be good. It'll be I'm good I'm going to watch it. I can't. I, it'd be so exciting to watch. I'm I so proud you. of you guys. Give us, give You're so sweet. Too. Yeah. Jack's um, the best. Most supportive friend ever. Ah, uh, thanks. Um, all right. Well, do we have anything else to talk about? I don't think so. Billy got COVID. I got COVID. On, so there's that. It, it, yeah. I Billy got is a COVID patient. Uh, I did not as get it speak. somehow. Mm-hmm. Counting you my have, lucky stars. You evaded it. Yeah. Apparently the the uh, doorknob licking competition at CrimeCon was not a good thing to do because mm. that was no. just, it was too early, too soon. Too bit, soon. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Everybody's but, um, too excited. They're like, let's just look each other. Let's just do faces. it. Yeah. Let's yeah. just all go on a cruise next, too. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> totally. I could see there being a crime con cruise. Was there what? supposed oh, there to is. be? No, there, there, is. there already has one, and there is going to be one, another one, too. Yeah, so, yeah. Interesting choice. But, um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm on the uh, on the men pretty much. Um, if you do, I, I will say this to everybody. A- ask your, if you do get it, and a lot of people are getting it because this is the next strain. Um, no medical I advice did. on this podcast. I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> don't give any medical advice. Just don't. I was don't. going to say drink Just lots don't. of liquids. Yeah. He's like, so I have this new experimental drug that I wanted to <laughs> That's talk where about. he was about to go. And it's yeah. like, no, it's no. It's a horse no, dewormer. No, no. And Liabilities. It's just really. This is not a medical advice podcast. Call your doctor and they'll tell you what's up. Don't also, listen to Billy Jensen. Yeah. Not, not always, though. But Everybody's yes, okay. opinions are also their own. Um, That's right. Okay. Well, Billy, what day is it today? All right. We're going to go dark here. It's May 12th. And in 2008, 
an earthquake hit, hit um, Sichuan, China, killed over 87,000 people, injuring 374,000 people. This is just 2008. Yeah. And when you think about it, 87,000 people um, uh, being killed, and that's only the 18th deadliest earthquake of all time. And as we sit here all in Los Angeles, obviously the earthquake is, you know, if you're if you're in California, particularly in San Francisco and Los Angeles, the earthquake is always just there and everybody thinks about it. And then we get a little hint of it, like maybe every four or five months we'll get a little bit of a shock, but we know eventually it's it's going to come. But this is what happened in May 12th of 2008. It's so crazy. And then aftershocks from this uh, earthquake were happening five months later. Yeah. There is an aftershock. I don't know how what the magnitude of the first earthquake was, but there is an aftershock. That was in May. There is an aftershock like August 6th or 26th or something like that. That was like mm-hmm. a 6.1 aftershock. Oh so they were dealing with aftershocks for months and months and months there. And then I think that it really exposed like really bad um, architecture and all Const- of the Construction. A lot of the uh, schools and stuff that they had built were just really, really poor in their construction. So... Now, also today, um, on a slightly happier note, today is Homer Simpson's birthday. He is 65 years old, so he can retire now. Of course, yep. we know Homer will never retire. Nope. Right. But uh, what does Homer have to do with true crime? couple things. One of the things that happened when I'll Be Gone in the Dark came out, which I I didn't know this picture existed, even though I was, like, I was a co-EP on it, I had no idea this, this picture existed. There is a picture of Joseph D'Angelo, the Golden State Killer, wearing a Homer Simpson t-shirt. And I was oh just like, God. how dare him? And I had to go find what the t-shirt was. And it was Homer Simpson, because you can only see the top of it. And it's Homer Simpson from the first years, from like 89, when Homer was a dick. And he yeah. used to beat the hell out of Bart all the time. And it says Atomic Dad, and it says Homer Simpson. And he's really mad, and he's got his fences, fences, uh, fists clenched. And it says, come back here, you little blank. And that's the what that's what he was wearing. They used in, to show Homer Simpson choking Bart. Like I, they, I cannot believe that used to be on TV, and we all thought that was okay. Yeah. like no one batted an eye at it then. Yeah, everyone was no. like, "No, oh, it's fine." And also, uh, this T-shirt, even though it comes from a bad time in The Simpsons, is fucking iconic. Like yeah. that's such a good T-shirt, and kind of sucks that he soiled it. Yeah. Yeah, don't go wearing this shirt, though, just to be like Joseph D'Angelo, like some people wear, you know, like the shirts that Ted Bundy wore, uh, like that, though. Yeah, but no, he wore that shirt. Screw him. You cannot take The Simpsons from us. But you know what we're going to do? We are going to talk um, a little bit more about the predictions that Homer Simpson did uh, in True Crime Rewind on The Simpsons. But uh, I will say this, though. This is going to lead into a true crime in real time. I'll give you a, a little hint of one of the things that happened when I was looking up. Look, by the way, do a search for Homer and crime, and you'll find a lot of crimes that Homer committed throughout the years. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> but there was one where he, um, in there, in the episode Children of a Lesser Clod, Homer kidnaps children from Uncle Homer's daycare center after their parents refuse to send them back after seeing a tape of Homer strangling Bart. So, Oh, my God. Yep, this that brings tracks. us. Yeah, there it goes. So this brings us to true crime in real time. I'm just going to keep rolling, guys. All right, keep rolling. In Tennessee, four daycare workers were arrested because they were dosing kids with melatonin to get them to sleep longer. Oh my god! <laughs> I dose Not myself good. with melatonin, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, but you're an adult. But also, it do. doesn't really work. 
some people, dude, some melatonin can fuck up some people. Yeah. Like it gives people crazy wild dreams. It really does knock some people out. Does, I don't feel it at all. I need like the heavy, heavy stuff to For knock me reason, out. For some reason, like the second it wears off, I wake up. Like I take it at like nine to get tired and then like four, I'll like yeah. jolt awake and I'm like, oh, it just wore off. It's yeah. like, but if I take one more, I'm too drowsy. It just doesn't work for me. Yeah. yeah. So, well, one of the things that was happening is they would pick up their kids and the kids would sleep all the way home and then the kids would stay up the whole night. Oh, and yeah. So their sleep habits are immediately off and then they ask the kids what's going on and they were just like, yeah, they were giving us this stuff here. <laughs> they were they were being held on uh, counts of abuse and neglect for uh, and uh, with at least a sixty thousand dollar bond, apparently twenty seven children were being given this melatonin since the daycare opened about three years ago, and this is what you know. It's funny. Uh, I took a picture of my my COVID uh, survival kit. I ordered a bunch of groceries from the uh, Uber E Uber gro- groceries, right? And then I forgot to order NyQuil. So then I had to order a whole bunch of other ones. So then the whole bunch of other ones, I just ordered total junk food. I ordered sour gummies and cheese puffs and my NyQuil because NyQuil is what I needed to get to sleep. So I took a picture of that. And my sister, we had a call for Mother's Day and my sisters and my mom. And then my my sisters were like, yeah, mom, you gave us NyQuil all the time. It's like, it works so good. I was like... Because it was alcohol. You were basically dosing us with alcohol just to go to sleep. It's basically like saying, here's a shot of whiskey, kids. That honestly explains a lot go to for your adult behavior. <laughs> yeah, some things never do change. Yep. Yeah. She was like, that worked great. Thanks, Ma. Still does. Still does. A bottle of whiskey will put you right to sleep, right, Billy? <laughs> that is very right. All right. Well, that was really informative. I feel like I've learned so much already. But uh, when we come back, we've got some bitching to do. Please rise. Court is now in session. All rise. Call the first witness. How do you plead? Guilty or not guilty? Okay, welcome to On The Stand. Every week we bring something to the stand that we are loving or hating that week, and we decide if it's guilty or not guilty after having a healthy discussion. Who would like to go first? I'll go first for once. Okay, go ahead. So on our way home from CrimeCon, I was so I was in really bad shape, and we were rushing through the airport um, in Vegas, and we find, I was like, I need to eat something. And we go to this like Billy. What was it called? It was like that Surf Shack place. It was, it was like the, it was like Sammy Hagar's bar. Yeah, oh Sammy God. Hagar's yeah, bar. Yeah. And I see I, everything looks repulsive on the menu because I'm so hungover. Like for once, I can't even eat. I got a beer. I couldn't even drink it. I was in mm-hmm. such bad shape. But I was like, let's get these nachos. Get these. Billy, get the nachos and get a f- side of fruit. I'm like, if I can't eat the nachos, <laughs> I should be able to eat fruit, right? Yeah. Couldn't eat either, but that's not the story. So we get the nachos. And nachos at a restaurant, you think it's going to have, like, shredded cheese on it that melts. Yeah. Like, right? It's a it's restaurant. It's a restaurant nacho. Yeah. This place had, like, nacho cheese, cheese from 7-Eleven on the nachos. Mm. And I was like, this isn't, this isn't real food. Like, this is – I'm at a restaurant. I'm not at, like, a – a movie theater or a 7-Eleven, like there should be real cheese. So you're paying like t- probably $20 for those nachos if it's at an airport. airport. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we got them to go because they took too long. So we're like trying to eat them on the plane. It was awful. It, I think I'm off nachos <sighs> yeah, for the we rest those of my people, life. By the way, eating yeah, them, eating. eating like a really stinky meal on the plane. <laughs> and like bad nacho cheese. It was just like, but so I'm just saying like nacho cheese, that the, the fake creamy, like liquidy kind 
Uh, not at real restaurant. I don't think you should have that at a real restaurant. I think it should be real cheese. Yeah, I completely <laughs> agree because that I can't imagine how cheap nacho cheese is to just have around. Obviously, it is because gas stations, that's their go-to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty gross. Yeah. Wouldn't want to be paying upwards of like 20 bucks for that. No. Um, yeah, not not the shit, I Billy, don't think. Yeah, Billy, they, what do you think? You ate them all. I didn't eat any because I was like, <laughs> I, didn't eat that, let me just get this. I didn't eat them all, but um, I did eat some, some of them. Uh, but it was... Uh, uh, I was in in bad shape as well, and I really. If you would have asked me what kind of cheese was on them, and in I hindsight, would, he had COVID. In hindsight, besides his I, and hangover, in hindsight, I had COVID. <laughs> so maybe his taste was off too, frankly. <laughs> and I was just like, these are delicious. I don't know. So, but yeah. I do understand what you're saying. But I do love that that, that cheese that is a specific kind of cheese. It does bring me back to my youth. The the, the cheese that you get in the in the from Seven Eleven um, brings me back to those old days. But yeah, I think you should have real real cheese when you're at a real restaurant. Yeah. Sorry, Sammy Hagar. And we're going to bring Sammy Hagar in right now to explain himself. <laughs> Defend yourself now. That's right. Yeah, guilty, guilty, guilty. Guilty. Yeah, unless you're at a gas station, there's no need for a nacho cheese on the nacho. That's right. Give me some, give me some like Colby Jack. Give me some, give me some um, cheddar. Anything. Literally anything. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, I'm going to go next. So right. we have all been traveling a lot recently. And when you travel, you know, you got to pack your suitcase, all your stuff. I am putting on the stand the concept of unpacking your suitcase the second you get home. Mm-hmm. I don't exactly know how I feel about this. Now, recently I've been unpacking right away, but that's only because Jared makes me like he loves to just come home and like put everything away, do the laundry and like have it all good to go. So it's nice and clean. I um, am a big procrastinator and I've also been going on a lot of trips like weekend, weekend, weekend. So I'm like, if I unpack all of my toiletries, I'm going to have to repack them in like two days. So why don't we just let them out in limbo and just hang out in my apartment and be a mess for a while? Right. What do you guys do? I'll I'll say this. I know. I, um, I already I'll, know what Billy's gonna say. Billy's yeah, I'll like, leave it. You know what? I'll I left. I just unpacked. Yeah, yesterday. From CrimeCon. From CrimeCon. So it's like a week and a half later. It was it was a week later. Yeah, I guess so. But I did laundry though. So then so that's there you at go. Least, at least I don't have dirty clothes around. Yeah, what about you, exactly. Lex? I was twenty four hours later because the day we got home, I was just like done a, a disaster. Yeah, we were supposed to record. I. You guys are usually the ones who are like, can we not today? Like, let's push till tomorrow. I, for once, was like, I- I'm really in bad shape. Um, yeah. So I waited till the next evening because I had to go to work the next morning. So 24 hours. But I like to get it done right away, too. I like it. T- I usually do a 24 hour. Like, because usually when I'm getting home, I'm so exhausted. And I'm yeah. like, the- I just want to sit down on the couch and like eat food and watch TV and like kind of push my stuff to the side. But then I want to get it out of the way. So usually, yeah, within 24 hours is where... I'm usually. At. I know the old me would wait like a week. Like yeah. I used to be really just bad with that because like who cares? But now I'm trying to be like more adult with yeah, my shit. We're adulting. All right. Yeah. Um. So so not guilty. Not, not guilty. guilty. Not guess, guilty. Yeah. All right. Really? So here's my stand, and it is literally on the stand because we're going to be talking about a bookcase or a book stand. I'm putting books on the stand. Book Physical stand? books. Like an end cap. No, no, sure, putting... or just books on the stand. Now, oh, um, and I was thinking about this. I brought this up when I was talking about going to uh, uh, Alex Trebek's estate sale. Um, and the idea of being able to look at somebody's 
bookshelf and getting an idea about what they're like is going away because a lot of people aren't buying books. They are buying either uh, uh, audiobooks or electronic books. And listen, any way you can read, that's great, though. But I do believe that we're missing something by having those physical books because when you walk into somebody's house and you can really judge them based on what their books are like, which is, I think, a good thing. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to know what you guys think about books. Physical books on a bookshelf, guilty or not guilty, because they seem like they are going away. I think it's fine to have books. I just, uh, I don't know. I'm not going into tons of strangers' homes a lot, as it is. <laughs> a new um, person's house and just really being like, mm, how am I going to judge you immediately like, as I walk in? In the significance of that relationship, do I really need to, like, if I go into a stranger's home, do... Is it like life or death for me to know what they read? And like, yeah. you know, I think hmm. I think a lot of that is people are posting, people pretentious enough post it on social media anyway. Yeah. And it'll be like, my new book and look at my book collection. Like those, those people, people aren't pretentious. They are wonderful. Everybody please do that when my book Unless out. it's contrived and they and didn't read half of them, out. which <laughs> some yeah, people don't. See, I feel like this is kind of a thing too that people will buy a book because they think it's like people are going to be impressed Refined. by them having this Vonnegut book or whatever on their shelf that they're probably never going to read. So it by having books on a shelf doesn't mean that they're reading the book. And honestly, mm. like I don't give a shit if somebody's reading it or not. We're all busy, you know? Sometimes you don't have time to read a book. Who cares what people read? Like, are you a kind person? Are you passionate about what you do? Like, not everybody's going to read Moby Dick. I used to, like, I, when I was in my 20s, when I was very insecure, I was defining myself a lot through the content that I was consuming. I made this quote about it that became like super viral on the internet about that, where it's like, you are the books you read, the music you watch, the music you listen to, blah, blah, blah. But as I get older, I'm like, that is because I was kind of empty and like lacking that I was trying to identify through these outwardly things. Not that mm. you shouldn't be reading because you should always, you know, be trying to learn. But if you're just trying to identify so hard through that, by putting it on the bookshelf for people mm -hmm. to see. Well, it's not necessarily... Ne you shouldn't yeah. do it to seem interesting. Yeah. No. You should be more focused on being interested in what you're doing. Like, you shouldn't... Mm. If you, like, like Ooh. a dude and, you know, if you like a dude and you're like, ooh, he's into this artsy fucking folksy shit, don't, like, order a bunch of books to throw them on your shelf. Like, so someone like <laughs> oh, Billy could true. be like, you're a smart woman. We're <laughs> a smart man. I'm really impressed by this, uh, really this collection of, of books. <laughs> God. That being said, I do, I do, I'm looking at my bookshelf right now, and I love every single book that I have on it, and a lot of these books are books that are really important to me that I've annotated and mm -hmm. gifted to people that have returned it and put their, you know, little stamp on it as well so I do appreciate the concept of an actual physical book especially one that you've like put a lot of yourself yeah. into I will say that too annotate books write stuff in books yeah. underline I'm all about that so I'm gonna say uh not guilty with physical books yeah not guilty not but like, guilty but not for your reasons Billy yeah like people should no. love have a genuine interest in books not care what people see on their shelf not be afraid, it was, like it was not, not be afraid that I'm, Billy Jensen could be walking in and judging and judging. That your was bucks. just a byproduct of that. Not that I judge Alex Trebek because Alex, I I did not judge Mr. Trebek, he, and he had an amazing like collection did. of books. Yeah, not, absolutely like, not. Sounds like you did. 
All right. Well, that that was a good uh, on the stand, I feel like. It was. Um, uh, when we come back, it's time for a good, good, good True Crime Rewind. Oh, I'm excited. When I was growing up, I took French in high school, but I could never get the language to stick. I wanted to be fluent so bad, but it never happened. I just couldn't focus and I couldn't practice enough and it didn't work. But thankfully, there's Rosetta Stone, which is the most trusted language learning program, and it's available on desktop, or it can be used as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone is different. It immerses you in so many ways, and with its intuitive process, you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, and then sentences, and before you know it, boom, conversations. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the first-degree listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash first. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash first today. Okay, so it comes as no surprise that I have absolutely no idea how to cook. I don't want to learn how to cook. It's not really my thing. But when I tried Factor meals, it was a freaking game changer. So Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. Yeah, two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. So the first time I tried Factor meals, I was actually blown away because I'm like, that's it. That That's all it is. Two minutes and the meals are so delicious. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. And you can treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, ooh, fancy, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Like I said, they're so easy to prepare. I love them. So head to factormeals.com slash degree50 and use code degree50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code degree50 at factorymeals.com slash degree50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. It's almost summer and the best and most sustainable way to shop for a new season is on therealreal.com. The Real Real is the largest and most trusted source for authenticated luxury resale. It's the only place you'll find brands like Hermes, Cartier, Prada, Dior, Staud, Zimmerman, Jacquemus, and more for up to 90% off retail. 10,000 plus new arrivals land every single day from hundreds of brands you love, all authenticated by a team of in-house experts. Whether it's that perfect wedding guest look, a new summer sandal, an updated beach tote, resort wear for your summer vacation, you're bound to find exactly what you're looking for, plus deals you won't get anywhere else on therealreal.com. Visit therealreal.com and use code FIRST at checkout for 20% off. Terms apply. True crime. Yeah, it's rewind time. Welcome back, everyone, to True Crime Rewind, the Simpsons edition. Now, when it comes down to crimes... Yeah. The Simpsons has a lot of crimes in it. You know, Sideshow Bob is a serial killer. People think that Groundskeeper Willie is a serial killer. We know that there are mobsters. 
There is a lot of child abuse. Mr. Burns for sure is a criminal. Mr. Mr. Burns, Burns is diabolical. Every yeah. like billionaire that yeah. is fucking everybody over as we speak. Million yes. percent. But we also know that The Simpsons has eerily predicted the future. And that's not necessarily that crazy because you have to remember, the people that were writing in The Simpsons, a lot of them were Harvard guys. A lot of these these guys are really super, super smart guys like Conan O'Brien back in the day. I mean, these guys Guys were, and ladies. And ladies, yes. When I say guys, <laughs> I mean everybody. But um, some of the things that they have predicted... And we're going to go through some of them. So now everybody, we're going to talk about the Trump thing because the Trump thing is has, is the thing that everybody always points to. But yeah. they did point to, and this this uh, merges also, wait, into crime. Yeah. Let me jump mm-hmm. in. The fact that they have predicted some things. I mean, how many episodes of The Simpsons are there? There, there has to be a point where it's just coincidence that some of these things happen as well. Sure. Yes. You know. Yeah, that, no, that is true. I mean, The Simpsons has been going on, I think, since 1988, 87, something around that. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. So, okay. So, in 1993, there was an episode called Marge in Chains where she's caught, she's charged with shoplifting and she has to serve prison time. While she's in prison, everybody in Springfield gets the Osaka flu after a shipment of products reaches Springfield. Now, uh, a lot of people were saying that this seems very similar to the COVID-19 pandemic. It came from another country. And in the episode, they didn't have a treatment immediately. And then the doctor immediately uh, says that everybody should get some bed rest, which is how the scientists were saying that as as the scientists test out the vaccine to prevent the COVID-19 virus or this Osaka virus. So... That, With that one, I'll th- say a lot of people were predicting a pandemic. There was yes. literally a show about it. Like they're like, we're gonna have one soon. There's just a oh numbers game. I watched that show like the week before COVID happened when it was kind of just the you know whispers of it going mm-hmm. on, and it is fucking. It was Spot if on. COVID was mm-hmm. worse. Though. Like if it's if COVID really was killing every single person. Yeah. That now got it. Now, here's the crazy thing, though, because if you remember, especially right in the beginning of COVID, everybody started talking about the murder hornets. Remember the murder yes. hornets that were coming? We did. We talked about murder hornets on one of the first episodes of Killing Time. It mm-hmm. might be like it might be the first one. I don't know why we talked about murder hornets. But so the, we asked to be the novelty to be of it. We, we just yeah. wanted it to be stung. But um, this is the crazy thing is, is that. So when members of the the crowd wanted to go and try and get this, uh, the uh, placebo, they wanted a placebo to cure the illness, they knocked down a truck, and it releases the swarm of killer bees that actually happened in the same episode That's as crazy. the Margin Change episodes, which is yeah. crazy that it was that, the same episode. So <sighs> Murder hornets, um, nothing scarier. Zero, nothing scarier than things. murder hornets. But they never really showed up. You know, it never really became that big of a thing. Because they were no. killing the queens up in Canada. Yeah. Oh, they were? Yeah. Well, that was the thing. It's like they had to stop them from getting over here and, and killing us. They all? were finding the queens because they were obviously can't do it without them. Hmm. Don't quote me on that, people. I just read they were killing queens somewhere. It might not have been Canada. <laughs> but I think it was. All right. So the next thing is, which everybody uh, talks about, 2000. <laughs> Bart to the Future, season 11, episode 17. Bart saw his sister, Lisa, become the president. And Lisa's task was fixing the the economy after Donald Trump's presidency. Now, um, the crazy thing is, is like, okay, saying that Donald Trump is going to be president, slightly crazy. But there is a scene from the show of Trump going down an escalator and waving 
which is not that crazy, but the, there's almost an exact same scene of Trump actually doing that after being elected. It's it's eerie. This is the most eerie one. I'm sorry, because they went there and, and it happened. I think that there are, I should have looked this up before we did the episode, but I think in the episode, so he's going down an escalator. It's the it's kind of shooting up and then you see people on like a second floor with like signs and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure that in the episode, somebody signed, they dropped their sign. And then I think in real life, somebody also dropped their sign at the same kind of like a moment that is, it's honestly identical. Those two scenes. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. You know what? And we're in this weird sort of matrix matrix where we all have four fingers. By the way, do you know that everybody in The Simpsons has four fingers except for God? Really? God has five fingers. That's a fun little Easter egg they did there. Mm-hmm. Which there finger go. are they missing? Their pinky? A thumb? I, it's one of the, it's one yeah, of the middle ones, I think. Thumb. Yeah. No, they're not missing the thumb. No, that would make it. That would be well, weird. That would be insane. That would, that would that'd be, crazy. be crazy for them to not have the thumb. <laughs> How dare you even think that? Yeah, yeah. I know. Seriously, that's, that's Jack. Just un, you know, yeah. unacceptable. Did they ever do Warp Tour for uh, for the Simpsons? Has the Simpsons ever gone to Warp Tour? Mm, I feel like Warp Tour was never big enough for it to really get into the zeitgeist of Simpt- Simpsons uh, land. I'm sure they did Lollapalooza or something like that. They probably did point. something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So they also did the uh, the Siegfried and Roy Tiger attack. We were just in uh, Las Vegas, myself and Alexis, where, by the way, you can get COVID, and um, which is, <laughs> which is honestly, delightful. if you want to go get COVID, go to like go it to was Vegas. the most COVID pro COVID place I've ever been <laughs> for sure. Vegas also never shut down. Not only think. that, like everyone's still smoking cigarettes, which on its own was like in conjunction indoors. with COVID is terrifying. Yeah. Oh, indoor, oh yeah, indoors, yeah. I and that's a, <laughs> we sat down at a bar and Lex is like, oh, can you hand me one of those? And she's pointing to a matchbook. And I'm like, yeah, sure. And then I'm thinking, yeah, there's no matchbooks anywhere except for here. This is the no. only place to collect matchbooks Every time we anymore. sat at a bar, I was like, I can't sit here. And I'd have like a fit and be like, I can't sit here. Because there'd be like a, a, a stream of smoke, someone right next to me with a cigarette. And I would have to move every time. Because it's just like the most overpowering, like suffocating thing. But especially when you're inside. I mean, no matter what, you leave Vegas and all your clothes just reek of cigarettes yeah, regardless. Completely mm-hmm. sick. So in the episode, Mr. Burns, of course, builds a casino in Springfield. And then he brings two caricatures, Gunter and Ernst. Gunter and- is the best name for Gunter. anything. Gunter. That's a good dog name. Great dog name. And Gunter. they have and they bring their tiger Anastasia. And then during the show, the, the, the tiger actually remembers being captured by them and then proceeds to attack them. And obviously that happened in real life. That's really funny. Uh, after he was nearly mauled. Maybe not funny, but... <laughs> it's not funny. No, the attack isn't. I, the, the, the satirical... The Gunter. Yes. The, 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 the way Gunter Gunter is funny. The nod to it in the, in the Simpsons is funny. No, of course. I'm sad that they got hurt, but these are wild animals. There's yes. there's a burn rate there, people. Yes. <laughs> there I mean, is a bur- there's yeah. a, a bigger discussion to be had. Right. Yeah. And then um, there was also uh, um, a bit of a voter fraud uh, type of thing that were go- that was going on. You know, they didn't get the right way. So what was going on is in the episode, Homer tries to vote for Obama, but it keeps picking John McCain twice. And that was what was going on in this uh, in, in this episode. So they were, you know, you know, it was four years out, still a little telling, though. The Simpsons constantly gets it gets it right. I will say this about The Simpsons. 
I will never forgive The Simpsons for one thing, and that's for making a mockery of the monorail. No one can ever build a monorail anymore because everyone will make fun of it because of The Simpsons episode. I don't think anyone uh, cares. I think people continue to build monorails. Wait, what's the episode? The monorail, where's the monorail in? Well, there was a there was an episode where Springfield tries to build a monorail because there, it's basically just a you know it's a, it's a tax wasting thing. Someone's going to get make money on it, and um, you know Lisa's like, why does a little city like a little town like ours need a need a monorail? You know, the guy sings a song about monorails. It made a complete mockery of monorails. <laughs> we thought we were going to have monorails everywhere. Well, we by do this time. have them everywhere. There's yeah, one but, at the Getty. We saw one in Seattle. All right, that's there's literally the, monorails everywhere. The, 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 the one of the mon- like for novelty, but isn't that but what they, a monorail's for? They're not no, actually they, for no, transportation. No, they should be. No, they should be actually in other parts of the parts of the world. They're actually used for real transportation. But, but they, they are very here slow too. moving. No, they can move very swiftly, and they're very quiet. Wouldn't that just be a train? Again, no. Billy, no one, no one's embarrassed about building a monorail. Like I feel like you're. Oh yeah, they make, are. You, <laughs> you, okay. You watch. We're going to talk about this. I yes, we're going to. I'm going to start this discussion in the Facebook group because okay. I'm very, I'm very passionate about this. You do that. It's not uh, because I have. People a are just going to want to put various food items on the stand if you try to talk about that. <laughs> no one's looking for like some historical fucking debates. <gasps> That is true. That is true. All right. Do we have any more? Are we good? I no, think that was pretty the, much right? that was pretty much it. If anybody else has, you know, we'll post this up on uh, on the on the Facebook page or something. Yeah. If anybody else has any other, anybody's a really because some people are really really big Simpsons fans. So if you have any other places where they've. Uh, um, you know, the one thing about The Simpsons different than, say, South Park, South Park, the lead time for South Park is so short that they're able yeah. to take stuff that's within the zeitgeist like right now and get it out within like two months or a month and a half. I don't so, even think it's a month and a yeah, half. Yeah, it's, it's really quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, Simpsons takes a lot longer. So when they do predict stuff, it's it's really eerie. Yeah. yeah throw that up there. I love it. But uh, you know what might be eerie as well? What? You the people. awful things that you people do. And you we're going to hear about that next. Hi, Worstie Firsties. So good to have you once again. We're here to air out your dirty laundry. We're here to make you feel better about the bad things you do. Um, Because we think if you're confessing them, you probably on some level feel bad about it. And this is your confessional. And, you know, I think that anybody that calls in, if you're ever wondering if you were a psychopath, this means that you are not. You're not. Because you know what? We don't play the bad ones. (laughs) <laughs> because there's a liability implication there for us. And also some some are so bad. And also, guys, if I didn't play yours, it doesn't mean that you're bad. Sometimes the audio quality is bad. Sometimes there's all these other variables mm-hmm. like my ADD, like I just skip past yours because I had to go hop on a call. There's several reasons. But the bad ones out there who know they did something unspeakable, that was on purpose because yes. yeah, and that's, I'm not going to give you a platform. The, yes, <laughs> we that's actually, the, that's but the thousand dollar ring at the Patreon. By the way, if you want to pay a thousand dollars a month, you can hear the bad ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and those are the ones that we might end up turning into a podcast series. <laughs> a pod- one day. Yes, exactly. <laughs> or turn over to the police. Or um, turn over to the police, or both. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, actually, we've never even heard one bad enough to do no, anything like that. But we're going to start now um, with number one for today. So here we go. Let's go. Hey, Billy, Jack, and Alexis. My name is Billy Justice. I mean, Billy Jensen. Okay, I'm just kidding. So one of the worst things that I have ever done goes back to when I used to play softball as a young girl, so probably about fourth grade. Um, I was on a team with 
six or seven of my best friends, and my dad was the head coach. And there was one girl on the team who was always kind of a brat. I never liked her. And the real controversy comes in that she was the other pitcher. So I was a pitcher and a first baseman. But this girl was a lot better at even pitching. So in the middle of games, when I was doing really bad at pitching, my dad would take me out and put in our better pitcher. And naturally, my fragile ego as a child could not handle this. So not only did I not like her as a person, but, you know, she was a better pitcher than me, and she replaced me in the game. So at the same time, me and one of the girls on the team who were best friends were really into prank calling. So at the end of the season, we decided to prank call this girl who we didn't like. And this was before we had handed out the trophies. So all the trophies were at my house because my dad was the coach. And we basically would prank call this girl and tell her that she was not getting a trophy. And um, it got so bad that her dad actually started to call our house and was, like, trying to talk to my parents. So basically we would just hang up on him until he called back so many times that, we didn't know what to do. And one of the times that he called back, we couldn't hear him. So he was either on mute or something. And essentially, we said to him, like, we can't hear you. We can't hear you. And then told him, you're not cool. And <laughs> somehow he got my dad's office phone number and called my dad screaming that we were harassing his daughter and that we had told him he was not cool. And really the funniest part about this is that this grown man was, like, very hurt by two fourth or fifth grade girls telling him that he was not cool. So, yeah, that was one of the worst things I've ever done. I'll definitely call back with some others, but, yeah. Love you guys. So I can personally attest to the fragility of the dad, because um, mm -hmm. I, I happen to be friends with Billy Jensen and <laughs> I told Billy Jensen once that he was not funny and he still has not let this go. She still brings it up though. That I'm not funny. So yes. well, because it pushes your buttons. You're so affected by <gasps> sure. it. Sure, And I will say that, yes, very similar to if I, yes, very much like if you were He's... a fourth or fifth grade girl saying <laughs> but that now I wasn't cool. When he does something funny. I'm like, Hey Billy, that was actually really funny. Yeah. And he Good gets job. even more mad. Yeah. Cause, cause he's like, like a pity. Like, no, he did something funny at crime. Con. I was like, Billy, way to go. I you did, did one. I did something Alexis, funny at that is con. like so demeaning the way that you're doing that. <laughs> <laughs> But like, oh my you're, god, yay! You've been practicing your funny. I've been practicing my funny. <laughs> Good job. Which is like, you can't practice it. Like, you just are funny or you're not. And Billy no. is funny when he's not trying to be. That's the thing. Billy, you just like, when you're trying to land a joke is when it falls Sometimes flat. it's like, eh. Well, because you guys don't get my references because, you know. It's not really just the references. Because you're fourth and fifth grade girls. That's why. <laughs> I love, though, that this girl learned a very important lesson on male fragility very, very young. Oh, well, yeah. You know, like, that's amazing. Well, and she is very self-aware in that, like, this is jealousy at its finest. Like, there's nothing that angers the spirit more than, A, someone being better than you at something, and B, your dad calling it out and being like, yeah, uh, my flesh and blood, you're out because you suck. Yeah. <laughs> Bring the girl you don't like in. She's taking your place. Like, of course. Ouch. Of course you're not going to like her. And, you know, dad should have had a couple, like, talks with you about how it's not pretty. 
I don't know, primed you for that because yeah. I'm very competitive. That would have driven me fucking insane. Yeah. That would have driven me fucking insane. So I think you actually handled it with more grace than I probably would have. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe what you should have done is since it affected the other guy so much, maybe you should have called your dad not cool. And then your dad would have been like it would Who's have been the a other negging, guy. But have been a negging the, the other, other the other father. So maybe it'd be a negging situation where oh. the dad would have been like, Wait a minute, I am cool and then he would try to make himself cool and then he would put you in more innings <laughs> to be pitched. Just tell the dad to like put on a cool pair of sunglasses at the games, and then suddenly like you're cool. Yeah, there's a way to step it up. One of those little tiny sunglasses you get at the gas station. You know, that's right. Reflective Mm, lenses. Nacho cheese. Nacho cheese, baby. Mm. Well, all that to say, you're not that bad. That was a kind of normal reaction. And girls in in middle middle school is the worst, frankly, um, because we're just figuring out what things, what bad things feel like, and we're getting back at people for everything. So uh, forgive yourself. This is okay. And I think she probably um, has moved on as well. And Mm -hmm. the dad is probably not over it, which, again, is another lesson in fragility of men. They don't like when you say anything (laughs) to make them feel bad. Billy, cough, cough. Okay. (laughs) On to the next. Next. Hi, Alexis, Jack, and Billy. Um, My name is Victoria. You can use my name. Um, This is my first URC story. So it took me a minute to think about one, and it finally clicked today, and it's pretty bad, Um, but I also kind of don't feel bad about it. So what happened was is that my grandmother, back when I was 13, keep in mind I'm 35 now, um, she was having an affair with an electrician who was married. So my mom and my aunt... And I just happened to be involved because I'm the only child, so I was just tagging along. <clears throat> Decided to try to out my grandmother's monsieur. Right? So, in our family, we have a, like, kind of like a compound. So, there's a courtyard that connects my great-grandmother's house, my grandmother's, and my aunt's house. So, we decided one night that we were going to go put sugar in the gas tank of my grandmother's mister. So we army crawl, me, my mom, and my aunt, army crawl over to his car to go put sugar in his gas tank so that he can get caught. Well, we army crawl over there. Security lights don't come on. Like, we're thinking we're all sweaty and shit. And we go to put sugar in the gas tank, and his gas tank has a lock on it. First of all, who has a lock on their gas tank? Like, you're already sus, right? So we go back over to my aunt's house across the courtyard, and we're thinking, like, what else can we do to this motherfucker to get him caught, right? So my mom, of all people, comes up with the idea to slash his tires. So me, my mom, my aunt, keep in mind I'm 13, our army crawling back over across the courtyard and my mom and my aunt go and slash a tire a piece. Here I am at 13, just keeping a watch out to make sure that my great-grandmother that lives in the apartment attached to the garage, and keep in mind this is also an open garage, so it doesn't have any doors. It's truly just like a carport, basically. And I'm keeping watch for my mom and my aunt, who are slitting this man's tires. And we just thought it was hysterical because all we wanted to do was him get caught by his wife. 
So the next morning, my aunt wakes up and, like, fills us in with the update because she lives right across the courtyard, and his car was being towed. To this day, we don't really know if his wife at the time figured it out or knew anything, but we thought that we were being the most badass. There's so much I love about this and also have questions about. So (laughs) first of all, the thing is, is that screwing him over school screws your grandmother over. Now, I want to know, was your grandmother in a relationship or was she just like the other person? Because then I guess nothing can blow up for her. That being said, sometimes women go crazy and like fuck over the other woman. Yeah. Um. So that could have happened. Second of all, I love like the girl power in this. We're like, we're all going to go get this guy caught. But like grandma's not really involved in the girl power vibes. Grandma's <laughs> like, screw grandma and what she's doing. We're try- We're going to just burn this all to the ground and i also love that like because you're 13 and you couldn't be left alone like they're like she has to come because i'm sure they wouldn't want you to see it it's so funny it's really funny as a 13 year old doing something like this like she probably felt like she was on a mission for the cia very and she was like mm-hmm. uncovering the secret to, to existence or something like that. Like that's such a huge, it just seems so much bigger than it is when you're that young that I can't imagine how her memory of it is probably locked into her brain. Yeah. I, I think any of these calls that includes, so we had to army crawl, it, it's always <laughs> going to be a good call. Yeah. That was a great story. <laughs> and it's you're a great, great storyteller and I love your yeah. accent. It's a yeah. great story. It's an, and it's like a, it's like a caper. It's like, we got to. Yeah. Yeah, we got to do this shit. But like, also, I'd be interested to know, like, how this impacted you growing up in that, like, it's a decept. Well, well, what's what's even more fascinating about this? It's very like we see this with serial killers and stuff like that. Like, now we're going to watch the aftermath because we all live here with her. Yeah. And like, we're going to watch the car getting towed. And like, and and how did that feel? And like, did you end up doing shit like this as an Mm. adult? Yeah. You know, like mm. I've, I, I haven't done any like saboteur type things like that in my entire life. No. Um, and I think it's okay if it's for justice, as Billy would yeah. say. I mean, I guess if they're harmless, um, it's a little bit vigilante vibes, yeah. but like, you just got to tote the line. But like, did you end up th- being sort of a schemer? And that's okay and, if you did. I want to know more. And like, do you go to therapy and have <laughs> you ever like gone back to this moment in your life as something that has really impacted the course of mm-hmm. you yeah was it defining human. was yeah. it defining yeah um i love that all right lex well lex. good stuff now is the moment i've been waiting for yes it's your time to shine lex your time to shine okay so this one is based off of the future predicting in the simpsons Ooh. okay it's called george knows the future okay george predicts the future and it's perplexing to some how does he do it? How is it done? Maybe he's psychic. Is George an oracle? He's not, but he references the historical. Oh. His life has been riddled with a series of fails. Bad choices, bad people is what life entails. He knows <laughs> He knows when things go south, he knows the wrong thing will come out of his mouth. He predicts he'll be poor and romantically devoid. That he'll be the type of person you want to avoid. Mm. Remember, George predicts the future, and he's always right. So it's next for George. Are the coming days bright? Ha ha! Never, says George. 
What's coming is grim. No joy, no smile, no luck, and no wins. Might as well throw him into a bin, because the outcome for George is definitively dim. Well, that was really long. <laughs> Very long, yeah. It was like a whole story. See, I fucked it up. Should I do it again and no, make it clean? Absolutely nope, not. That was no. perfect the oh, way it was. You guys, time, you know it. I wanted to land this one. You taunt me. Mm-hmm. It was perfect. It was perfect. Mm-hmm. It was perfect. It was Dr. Seuss meets Killing Time. <laughs> <meets Seinfeld. laughs> Very weird. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, Bye guys. Bye.